Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast. This is episode 303. I'm Tony, and with me we've got Off-Road Andy. Hello. I'm uh, happy to be here and to have gone through this. Um, yeah, we had a, we had some blooper reels going on uh, in the, the pre of doing this. We've This was probably our sixth or seventh time trying to get through this intro. Also, we should point out, if you haven't been able to tell already, we are Sean-less for this episode because we're doing a little uh, something a little different. I mean, things always get a little different, I feel like, during the end of the year. You know, the last couple of weeks of the year, that week leading up to Christmas and then the week leading up to New Year's, it's just almost like everybody's already checked out. Weird things go on, and that's a situation we're bringing uh, this evening. We're bringing a sports podcast to you, a little extra special sports podcast, middle of the week. Uh, just Andy and I, Sean is uh, out on this one. And, uh, yeah, and it's a good time to do it because we've got, like, you know, some breaking news, some breaking baseball news, a death in the NFL. And uh, we're going to, instead of actually telling you what happened in some games, we're actually going to preview the games because I believe we're not doing a sports podcast next weekend or next yeah, week. We will be back uh, after the new year. So yeah, I think the 4th so will be the next time we'll be reporting. So we have uh, some, some stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, so we're going to give you guys just a preview of – the Christmas NBA games, talk about the NFL games this weekend and, uh, you know, what it means to some teams, like what teams will get eliminated from playoff contention if they lose, what teams will keep their hopes alive, uh, just what's going on with all that. Like uh, there's some big weather reports going on because uh, there's a big cold front coming in in the east, which uh, could affect some of your fantasy. I know this is around the time where it's the fantasy football semifinals typically around uh, this week. And uh, there's some key players that are going to be playing in some very frigid weather. So uh, stuff to think about. It's going to could affect you. So that's why we're here to help you guys out, give our takes. And we're also going to give our the bowl date updates. See how uh, for you guys that listened to the last sports podcast or two sports podcasts ago by now, Andy and I gave out our uh, winners. So we're going to update you guys with where how uh, that's going between the two of us. And uh, yeah, it should be a good little surprise midweek sports podcast to update you guys because you know if we could we would do this every day but we can't and so it's fun to you know give out a little special one we also have a best of podcast to uh keep your eye out for that comes out next week so yeah a lot of uh a lot of good things coming so uh where should we lead this off andy we want to start it off with those christmas and those christmas day nba games yeah i think that's a good point good all right uh, so we got the uh, Sixers Knicks. That's the first game of uh, Christmas morning, right there. Morning for us, uh, noon I guess Eastern. But I, I feel um, like the Knicks always play like nine, the nine a.m. game. It seems. Yeah, like. if it's, they were actually like a good team, they might get a, a better spot. But they still want to get. I, I just feel like it's like the nine a.m. game though. Always is like it seems like it's always the Knicks and somebody. It always feels like it's like the Knicks or the Sixers or the you know back when the before the Bucks were really good. It's like. But I like that. I feel like they're slowly becoming like where it's like Thanksgiving, where you you see Dallas every Thanksgiving in the after, early afternoon. You see the Lions every morning. You see the Knicks every morning. I feel like they're slowly making that 9 a.m. game always be at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. It's a good good spot. People like New York. Um, New York is Christmas time. When you wake up Christmas morning, it's like you want to see New York on TV, I feel like. You want to watch Home Alone. Lost in New York, episode two. Yeah, so the Knicks have actually uh, had a nice run here. They're 18 and 13, and uh, the Sixers are 
18 and 12, so uh, evenly matched as of right now. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What's, what's the line on this? I mean, it would be nice to see Embiid, big star, playing in this game. Um, they don't want to give me a spread on this game. Yeah, some of these advanced. might not <laughs> yeah. have spreads because of the fact of they don't know who's playing yet. Yeah, that's that's if the mystery M- of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never era. know. But uh, now that should be a that should be an entertaining game. I mean, the Knicks are I think on a current seven or eight game win streak. I think an eight game win streak now. I think they beat the Warriors yesterday. So it looks like that is eight. Just is lost it? today. Oh, they lost today. Okay, so that's news to me. So okay, they were on a eight game win streak. I think. Wow, Siakam dropped fifty two points today. It's got to be a career high. That is impressive. But nonetheless, the New York Knicks have looked good. Um, so it should definitely be a good matchup against the the 76ers. And the notable thing, too, is not only have the Knicks won eight games in a row, they had also covered the spread in all eight games, which yeah. is also impressive. I don't know how many of those games they were underdogs. So obviously, if you win a game as an underdog, you're covering that spread. But nonetheless, should be a good uh, opening morning game to open your presents to, I suppose. If you're on the West Coast, by the East Coast, you probably already opened your presence by noon. But uh, the second game, the 11:30 game, we got the LA Lakers at the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, that's kind of funny that it's actually in Dallas. I feel like the Lakers always get to be home in this game. And uh, I think if they're playing a later game, but no, they're playing that second game there, 11:30. Um, two disappointing teams, I'd say. Dallas probably more. That Dallas was a Western Conference finalists that are below 500 right now. Really just like Luka and nothing else. That's how their team's running. But, um, yeah, not, not a great matchup. Maybe one you can skip unless you're a big fan of these two teams. But um, definitely two big stars with Luka and uh, LeBron. They- so I was, I was able to actually find the spreads for this game. So the first game, it currently has the current line for this Knicks is the, by 1. No, it's Sixers by 2. Which is actually you bring up a fun game though, Andy. I should have you <laughs> okay. guess. Yeah. Okay. So the Sixers favored by 2. Do you want to take a stab at what you think the over under is for the game? Uh 236. Uh 219 and a half. Okay. So they they're, they're thinking more the defensive game. because I don't know the stats on these teams, yeah. Yeah, me either. Sure. So okay, so now the second game which is the Lakers and Mavericks, mind you, you know, like we've said, uh, Anthony Davis is out for a month. LeBron, I imagine, will play. But what do you think the spread is in that game? Mavericks by five? Mavericks by seven. Seven, okay. Now, do you want to take a stab at the over-under? 230. 225.5. Okay. So you're close there. So that'll be a... Uh, we'll see, you know, LeBron versus Luka, but I have to, I'm a Laker fan, but I have to, I have to imagine Luka comes out on top in that game. I think Luka's going to have, it's Christmas day. I feel like he's going to have a big game. I feel like he's, you know, he's going to come out and do something, but that's only game two of the five game slate. So game three, is this the best game of the day? Uh, it definitely is now. Um, Celtics Bucks rematch of a playoff series last year, probably the two best teams in the NBA. I think by record they are. Um, yeah, they yeah. must be twenty-two and eight and twenty-two and nine. Doesn't get any closer than that. Yeah, so Bucks are a half game better, right? Bucks now. maybe should have won the championship last year if Middleton didn't get hurt. Uh, so this is really the premier game. Um, Celtics are at home, which is another thing where it seems like Celtics are at home a lot too. Um, you always get like Mark Wahlberg there, and it's like okay, yeah. So uh, who do you? What do you think the spread is in this game then, Andy? Celtics by three. Close. Celtics by four. Four. Okay. Four seems a little steep, maybe, but. 
What do you do? You want to take a stab at the over under? Two thirty two. Two twenty three. So that I think they're expecting a little bit of defense because I know the Celtics, I believe, lead the NBA in points per game. Yeah, I think neither so, of them are. I mean, they they have capability. Of and that should tell you the odds makers know. They feel like, hey, this is going to be a low scoring game. So honestly, maybe. Yeah, maybe, some of these Christmas Day games the are slogs. Um, you could say this is the premier game. This could end up being a bad game. Oh, we've seen bad yeah. games on Christmas. But uh, yeah, so that's that game. And then the fourth game, which is the five o'clock game, which honestly is probably going to be with Steph Curry out, possibly the worst game of these games, maybe? Memphis and Warriors? Yeah, Golden State's still at home. Um, and you never know, Memphis could have people out too. But yeah, this was not what they wanted um, when they put this matchup out there. Um, these teams had a lot of bad, bad blood after their playoff series last year. Um, but without Curry, I don't know what that's going to be like. And uh, I just want to point out here, because I'm just now noticing it, that the Golden State Warriors are 15 and 17 on the season. They are 12 and 2 at home, which means they are an abysmal 3 and th- four, uh, 3 and 15 on the road. Is that what that would make them? Yeah, it makes that's terrible. 3 and 15 on the road is absurd. I'm not sure if that's including yet tonight's catastrophic loss. Oh, the, war- <laughs> the Warriors <laughs> were down. <laughs> 91 to 51 halftime tonight. And I'm sorry, we had a little <laughs> malfunction here in the studio. I uh, somehow sitting down almost fell. <laughs> Caught my cell phone. It's a, uh, wow, what a day. But uh, anyway, the Warriors gave up 91 points in the first half on the road in Brooklyn tonight. That's ridiculous. They end up losing the game 143 to 113. Yeah, so 3 and 16 on the road. 3 and 16 on the road. So they're at home. They're at home. Insane. And yeah, they're at home. So I mean, hey, but uh, again, though, there will, I don't believe Steph Curry will play in that game or is it questionable? The only reason I ask that is because there's not a spread yet for this game. So that makes me think he might play. I think it's, that's on That makes me feel like, though, that they don't know. They might be like pretending because for ratings or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't imagine. They said a month when he first got hurt. So yeah. So he probably is out. But uh, anyway. The last game, though, the nightcap, which I think is a good nightcap. And also, I want to give... I feel like the Nuggets are also always the nightcap. The the Nuggets always seem to be... Sneak, Nuggets or Suns always seem to be in this nightcap game, which you obviously need to have a West Coast I think team. like the Nuggets, Utah, Rockets, whoever's like better. Yeah, guesses. and the Rockets, obviously, not since Harden left, have they yeah. been a Christmas Day game. But anyway, we got the Suns and Nuggets, Andy. They're both 19... or One's 19-11, one's 19-13. I'm going to let you take a stab one more time here. What do you think the spread is in this game? Nuggets by four. Nuggets by two and a half. Only two and a half? Okay. Yeah. What do you think the over-under is? 228. 231. Okay. It's kind of funny. This was the only game you picked under 230. Yeah, and it nice. actually was the only one over 230. But uh, And again, these lines can obviously change. Today's only, as we're recording, it's Wednesday evening. You know, these games are, you know, four days away. So, you know, they, a lot can happen to lines in that time. You know, people are going to start betting on them and that'll move them up. It'll move them back down, up and down. Depends on who's going to play, who's not going to play. So uh, all sorts of things can impact that. But it looks like a good slate of Christmas games. Yeah, I wish this one was actually earlier because um, this late game, a lot of times I feel like no one's really watching. People are tired. Well, and, and also what we should point out is there is three NFL games, I believe, on Sunday. Is, yeah, and there is, is a Sunday night football game of the Arizona Cardinals, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which 
Suns Nuggets might actually be better to watch than that game. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, moving on. Where do we want to? What sport do we want to hit next? I think we got to talk about this, this big baseball story. Yeah, big baseball story. Just we just talked about it on Monday that uh, Carlos Correa had found a home in San Francisco. Making it seem like, oh, wow, the AL West is going to be good. You're going to have the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants NL maybe West. could compete. What I say, AL West? Yeah. NL West, I apologize. The AL West is awful. NL West, going to be good because the Giants made a, they made a splash. They got their guy, which we think we all agreed on was maybe overpaid, especially like the it's length a lot of, of years, time. Yeah. It is a lot of years. But uh, nonetheless, they got him until they didn't. I wake up this morning to a text message from a buddy talking about how Carlos Correa, there was something in his physical that the Giants didn't like, and it took no time for the New York Mets to say, we like that physical, and the New York, yeah. he is now signed with the New York Mets. He goes from 13 years, $350 million with the Giants, to 12 years, $315 million to the Mets. You're the Dodger fan. You're the NL fan. What say you about all this? Um, I think it's just crazy how much money the Mets have spent. I think they're are going to owe over $100 million in luxury tax. Um, and their owners just committed, like, I'm going to spend it. Well, you've seen, like, the Dodgers this offseason really scale back to not have that huge luxury tax bill. Um, it is a lot of years, too. And this is still going to, I think, age 39 now. Yeah. Um, and also the interesting part is the Mets gave uh, the biggest deal ever to a shortstop to Francisco Lindor just last offseason or the one before. Um which has been topped by, I think, $1 million. Uh, but um, it's a lot of money. And that means Correa is likely going to move to third base, although Correa might even be a better shortstop than Lindor. It's it's, it's one of those yeah, weird situations, I, I, A-Rod Jeter type things. Yeah, and um, we'll see how they mesh together. I was actually talking to Tommy earlier, who we will get back on this show eventually. He's a big Mets guy, and he was saying that, uh, he was telling me that Correa, they are going to put him at third, and he that was his big concern was, how will he do can with I, Lindor? Can I apologize to Tommy then for saying A-Rod and Jeter there? That's oh, probably yeah. like a curse to him. <laughs> I retract it. Yeah, we retract A-Rod Jeter. But no, it's uh, he wasn't, you know, he told me he wasn't very big on the move. And he's a very knowledgeable man, very knows his New York sports. So I trust him. If he doesn't like it, I don't like it. That's the way I stand with it. But I mean, also, it's, you know, I honestly had forgotten they got rid of DeGrom because it's like a lot of people like I, I was listening to a podcast earlier and it's another guy in this podcast. Who's a, he's from the New York area. He's a, I believe he's a Mets fan, Mets or Yankees. I forget either one, but he's a big New York guy. And he's like, Oh, you know, they're so stacked now. It's like Lindor, Correa, Alonzo. And it's like, if they hit the way they're capable of, I mean, it's like Lindor hasn't when he's in New York, he hasn't hit the way he hit in Cleveland and Correa didn't have a great year in, uh, uh, Minnesota compared to what he was doing in Houston, but I think a big part also is what's around you. I think if Correa is hitting in front of Alonzo, that's a big that's going to help because you know Alonzo's behind you and you're going to see some pitches that are going to have to be hit. Same with Lindor. So I mean, I think he'll do better with New York than he did in Minnesota. So I think I and I think there's uh, I think there's some a lot of hopefulness for it. So I think uh, I I mean this Mets team is still good, but then I mean it's like you get Verlander, which is nice, but. Verlander's getting up there. I mean, he didn't have an amazing postseason. I don't know how... I mean, yeah, he just won Cy Young, but I mean, how many more of those does he have in him? I don't think anymore. They're only asking for two. Yeah, I get that, but 
Still, DeGrom was the one they should have spent their money on, especially when they're going to let Nemo sign for $165 million or whatever it was. I know he gets on base, but he's not worth that, is he? Not for the Mets team, he's maybe. Wor- he's worth it because they're trying to win championship. And they're I just trying it. to be and as good know what, as they like, can. Like Billy Bean yeah. said, you got to get on base. You know, so maybe, you know, hey, I, all I know is the NL is going to be fun to watch this year because you're going to have the Dodgers who you still have to respect. They still have a great team. You've got the Padres that have made some moves. I think Xander Bogarts is a great move that a lot of people haven't really talked much about, but he's a great hitter. You've got the Phillies. Trey Turner is good. I, you know, we love some Bryce Harper. We love yeah, some Nick Castellanos yeah, on the, this. The, and then the, the Mets. five best teams are in two divisions because we're not even talking about mm-hmm. Cardinals really didn't make a big splash. Yeah. Brewers are definitely tanking, it seems like, even though they were like winning 90 and the games. The Pirates and Reds will suck forever for the next yeah. 20 the, years. The Cubs, the Cubs are too far away, I think, still. They are. They're so. way far away. No, well, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's five teams in two divisions. You got the Dodgers, you got the Padres, you got the Mets, you got the Phillies, and you got to still give respect to the Braves. The Braves are still bringing back their whole young well, core. Well, the Braves did everything right. Well, they did lose Swanson, but um, they did everything right in that yeah. they're signing all these guys to deals early, and they're keeping their core intact. Um, so, yeah, they still got you know Spencer Strider and Max Fried, and then ton, ton of talent uh, on offense still. So, um, Swanson, yeah, Swanson yeah. will hurt though, but it'll it'll be a dent at least. But it, it's it's going to be exciting. I mean, I think especially with, like, uh, the Mets, Padres, Dodgers, Phillies, I think that's a beautiful thing. And then, I mean, look at the American League. Houston, I mean, they signed Jose Abreu, so it's like Houston's going to be a team to watch out for. The Yankees were able to get Judge back. I think that makes the Yankees still dangerous. And they got Rodon. And Rodon, yeah. And then, you know, I'd I'd like to see that Toronto team. I I love that lineup. I've always been, even though I know he was on the cheating team, I've always been a fan of George Springer. He's just, I think he was my favorite of all those guys. I know <laughs> Andy's favorite. I know because he was, he's good. He's yeah. good wherever he goes. He's like Correa. And you know what the funny thing about Springer is? I feel like out of those, out of all the, out of the four main guys on that team, the Altuve, Correa, Springer, and, and Bregman, I feel like Springer's the one that went under the radar the most. I feel like when everybody thinks about that team, they hate Altuve, Correa, and Bregman the most. It doesn't seem like they hate Springer the most, even though he's the one that had the big double mm-hmm. against Darvish. But I, I don't know. I, I like Springer. So I, I just would like to see that Toronto team actually start to to do something. It'll be interesting to see what DeGrom does in uh, Texas. Is he going to have those same numbers like he did in New York? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he can strike out like 15 Oakland A's and like, you know, 13 Mariners. But we'll see. But, uh, yeah, that was the big baseball news, though. Some breaking news that happened today was the Carlos Correa going from the Dodgers to the Mets. I mean, I'm sorry, the Giants to the Mets. But uh, what do we got next here, Andy? What do we got on tack? I think we're just going to do a little bit of a recap on the Bulls. Um, we've gotten through about like a little more than 10 bowl games. Uh, let's see, 11 bowl games. and uh, I am 6-5, and five, not a great record. And Tony is 7-4, and four, a little bit better. But um, it's been a lot of the uh, lower bowls. Um, so far, so not a lot, not a lot of big teams, but uh, we're we're getting close. Uh, this next week, we'll have some some big bowl games. We've got one going on as we record. Uh, Western Kentucky really taking it to South Alabama, which is uh, disappointing to us because we both picked South Alabama there. But yeah, South Alabama, South Alabama was only favored by four, and 
Yeah, they're uh, they're currently losing twenty four to nothing, approaching halftime against Western Kentucky. So I think we can almost jot that down as a loss. I don't know if uh, there's going to be a Minnesota Viking comeback type game yeah. here. You never know though, especially in bowl season. But uh, pretty wild that uh, South Alabama four point favorites currently losing by twenty four. But again, I mean, we made those lines. Yeah, so I'm looking. These lines change. Baylor was six point favorites when we did this, and uh, and down to three and a half. And it's because of p- players decide last minute they don't want to play, and like that's what makes it difficult. So can you actually go up to the Alabama game? Was there an updated uh, spread on that game? Not after it started. Yeah. Oh, okay, it doesn't say. I can actually probably find that out really quickly, but yeah, no, it's that's this that's the thing you've got to realize when you uh when we do these is it's like you know there there's players that quarterbacks receivers coaches everything decide last minute like some coaches take other jobs and everything like that so i've got it right here i know it stayed at minus four so uh university of southern alabama state is four point uh favorites i think a lot of people liked it too i was listening to some guys today that liked it because they talked about how the only two games they lost this year was by one point at UCLA, and then only by four points against Troy, who ended up winning, I believe, this conference that they're in. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. That's why bowl season is a beautiful thing. You know, random stuff happens. So it looks like uh, Minnesota-Syracuse has moved. Uh, Minnesota went from 7.5 to 10-point favorites, so I don't know what happened there with Syracuse. but Because most of the time, line movement is due to, like, injuries and Stuff like that. I mean, sure, some people, you know, money comes in on certain teams that moves the lines up. But typically what moves the lines up a lot is uh, certain players being out. And we'll actually get to that when we talk about the NFL here soon because there was a there's a game that's got a big uh, – that's been changing a lot recently based off of one player that is – is he going to play or is he not going to play? So stay tuned for that when we talk about NFL. Which I think is right now, right? Yeah, I think we're going <laughs> to yeah. actually get to the NFL. So that was a nice early preview. So we're going to do things a little, uh, for you loyal listeners that listen to our sports podcast. We're going to do things a little bit different this week. Typically, we come at you on a Tuesday, a couple days after the NFL Sunday games have finished. And we tell you what happened and, you know, you know, we take away from the games and all that stuff. Well, this week... Since uh, we're giving you guys an early sports podcast, because we're not going to be doing a sports podcast again until the after the new year, we're going to actually preview games and give you guys, you know, playoff uh, implications, what teams it matters to, what teams, you know, it doesn't matter, like who's still fighting for their lives and just, you know, maybe we'll even give you like some fantasy advice, um, who we think will win a game or two or whatever, but uh We'll start off with this Thursday night game, which is uh will be the day you guys are listening to this podcast when it comes out. I might actually put this on Friday. Okay, we might put this on Friday. So it might be the day after you guys watch this. But close your eyes and think about two years ago, three years ago. If you were to find out Jaguars were playing the Jets on Thursday night football, you wouldn't even bother turning on that TV to that channel because you're like, who cares? Well, I got news for you. It matters today or it matters when this game kicks off. The six and eight Jacksonville Jaguars go to the seven and seven New York Jets. And both these teams are in the playoff hunt. And, you know, the 
the Jets, what what are the Jets? What are the Jets right now? Currently, are they the? They're, they're looking in. And they're outside. They're yeah. outside, and the Jaguars are right there. And the Jaguars are so about two games behind the our game and a half behind the Titans. They're one back of the Titans. Ryan Tannehill ruled out rest of the season. So oh, I did not know that. So the Jaguars just need to, I believe, win. Well, they played Titans last game of the year, so win that game and win one more, and they probably win that division. So um, the Jets on the other side are fighting for a wild card. So yeah. So what's funny is the Jaguars have been quite a story this year because I remember we talked about the Jaguars after they beat the the Chargers pretty good in uh, L.A. and we were immediately like, "Oh my gosh, the Jaguars are a good team. They're the team to beat in that division, maybe." You know, whatever. And then they went and lost like five out of six, six out of seven, something ridiculous. And we were like, well, we were wrong. They suck. And then now they've won. Was it three in a row or four in a row? They're on a, they're on a win streak two uh, three out of four. So they've been looking good and they've beaten. And, and those aren't, you know, easy teams they've beaten. Their last two wins are against the Titans and the Cowboys and, uh, and the Ravens was another win there. So their last three wins have been against impressive teams, Ravens, Titans, Cowboys, the Jaguars are playing good football and uh, they might fuck around and win that division. And that's pretty wild. And speaking of wild, maybe they sneak into the wild card spot, but I don't know. I mean, they'd have to, you know, I don't know, win out, but I've lost a little bit of hope in the jets. I mean, Mike white getting hurt, hurt them. You know, they brought Zach Wilson in. He loses last week to the lions at home. Uh, this is going to be a big game, though, tomorrow. This is going to be a really big game. I mean, their schedule is pretty tough, too, because if they don't win this game, they got at, last at home Seahawks, game. at Dolphins to finish out. Those are two, I think, better teams on the road. That's gonna It's be tough. probably two losses. I think even if they win this game, the best they finish is 8-9. Uh, and nine. I think I don't see – I definitely don't see them winning at the Dolphins because the Dolphins are still going to be fighting for something that week. And the Seahawks are fighting also, and it's tough to win in Seattle. If that game was in New York, I could see them beating Seattle, but – in Seattle, I don't see them going on the road and winning in that stadium. But uh, anyway, so this week's uh, a little interesting also because the majority of the NFL games are on Saturday, Christmas Eve on Saturday. I believe there's 11 games on Saturday. And one of the games, the first game here we'll talk about is the coldest game of the week, which is the Bills at the Bears. It's supposed to be, I was told... Kickoff, what it's supposed to, as of right now, it's supposed to feel like negative 14 degrees on the field at kickoff. That's insane. Uh, there's not supposed to be, I don't think, any snow, maybe a little bit of snow. But it's it's going to be a crazy game. The you know For you fantasy owners out there, if you're in the semifinals, if you've got Josh Allen on your team or you've got Justin Fields, you know, Stephon Diggs, you know, eh, it sucks. Like at this point of the year, the weather gets into play and it's, it's going to be difficult, but uh, you know, the Buffalo bills are sitting as eight and a half point favorites. Uh, what do you think happens in this game? Uh, I like, I like fields to keep it close. Just with the running. That's yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of running on this game. That's what happened last week too. against a better team. Just like they bears kept it a little close. So, yeah, and, and when you look at Justin Fields' rushing numbers this year, 143 carries, 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, that's insane for NFL. But um, moving on, another game that's going to be also very cold, 
the Saints at the Browns. They say that game's supposed to be like in the negatives also feels like, and that's feels like weather. So that's counting the breeze and everything like that. The Cleveland Browns, six and eight, technically still alive. And argue honestly, the, what's sick is the Saints are technically still alive at five and nine because that division's so bad. Uh, Cleveland's sitting at two and a half point favorites. But here's the big thing about this game. The over-under is only 32 and a half, which is very low, very low. And that has to do with the weather. It has to do with the fact that they're probably both these teams are going to run the ball. I mean, I mean, it's so cold. I feel like no matter what happens after the game, Deshaun Watson is going to need a massage. So <laughs> I'd ever, everyone could get worried. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyway, oh boy, Andy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, he probably is going to need a massage. But uh, another game that also is supposed to be a very cold game, Texans at Titans. And this is actually, I think, record-breaking cold, they said, for a Nashville game. Yeah, Nashville's not necessarily known for its super cold weather. It's in the south. I mean, it's not it's not Miami Beach or anything, but it is uh, a place that you play outdoors all year round and not really think too much about it. But, no. yeah, that's really cold. For, and um, I'm going to say this right now. So the Titans are only favored by three, and you might think, wow, the Texans are 1-12-1. and one. But like Andy said, it's because Tannehill's out. But Derrick Henry has had success against the Houston Texans the last few times he's played them. He already ran over 200 yards on them this year. And he has had like, I feel like he has a streak. I think I heard of like three or four consecutive games of having over 200 rush yards against the Texans. I'll tell you what, what's a horrifying thought is trying to tackle Derrick Henry in 10 degree weather. And that's what the Houston defense is going to have to do. And with the backup in Derrick Henry Upwards of 30 carries, you think? And I, I don't think that's ridiculous to say. I think Derrick Henry is going to have about 30 carries in this game. He's going to have to. Because they're not going to throw the ball in this kind of frigid weather with... Um, who's the backup? Malik Malik Willis. Willis. That's what I thought, yeah. And so the Titans are in some trouble. You know, they're not looking good. They've lost four in a row. Uh, they've watched their season. They've finally come to fruition like this isn't you know we didn't think they were that good of a team especially after losing AJ Brown and uh Houston's been playing teams tough and Houston's gonna play Tennessee tough they're gonna they want to play spoiler and uh that should be an ugly game that over under is also only 35 and a half you're gonna see a lot of low scoring games this upcoming weekend I think and then here this next game we've got the Kansas City Chiefs at home and also frigid weather 15 degrees against the Seattle Seahawks but Mahomes, I feel like, could play on the moon. I feel like he could play on the sun and still throw, like, four touchdowns, five touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, they, he's been so good, even in games where it's like they almost lost to the shitty Texans. He has, like, incredible numbers. Uh, it's, I don't know. Annoying. Hard to believe. But uh, Chiefs are probably in a position where it's like we need to still win if we want to get that one one seed. So I think they're going to be giving it their all in this game. Yeah, definitely. And the Seahawks are also going to give it their all, but I unfortunately don't think their all is going to be close to enough. Uh, moving on, we got the New York football giants at the Minnesota Vikings. This game will not be that cold because they're in a dome. So it probably is very cold in Minnesota, but it won't matter. Minnesota Vikings currently four-point favorites. The New York Giants, as we talked about in the podcast earlier this week, got a win, a little controversial, but they got it nonetheless. They're currently sitting as the sixth seed at eight, five, and one. And the Minnesota Vikings are 11 and three at the two seed, but fighting to stay for that two seed. 
Uh, you never know. This could be a first round matchup too. So, what say you about this game, Andy? You think uh, are the Vikings going to win easily? Is it going to be close? I mean, they're four point favorites. I still don't believe in, in oh, I, New York. I, I don't at all, believe in so. either of these teams, to be honest. Um, I like Minnesota better. Um, yeah, I just like they, they have better quarterback, better wide receiver. <laughs> they're just better. They are. So that should be a an interesting game, nonetheless. But uh, next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals playing another pretty cold game compared to the, you know the rest, but a thirty-two degree game, which seems warm compared to these last few games, going up against. The New England Patriots, Bengals sitting at as a three-point favorite, but uh, I feel like that might be a little low. They're rolling. And the New England Patriots, I think, just got a lot of the wind sucked out of them after they decided to l- lose their consciousness at the end of the game against the Raiders and just start throwing shit around like they were playing at like recess on the schoolyard. But uh, yeah, the Cincinnati Bengals, three-point favorites. They're in control of that division. Patriots are fighting for their division. They are, uh, I don't, uh, they're currently sitting on the outside, I believe. But uh, yeah, they're, uh, it's a, it would be a big game for the Patriots. So I feel like that's why the line is a little, you know, favorable for them only being three points. But I don't know. I don't buy it. The Bengals are hot right now. But uh, moving on to the next game, we've got the Detroit Lions. If you want to speak about hot, Andy, you're thinking about the Detroit Lions. They are currently sitting seven and seven, only half a game behind the Washington Commanders for the seven spot. They're looking good. What does what does the rest of the schedule look like for the Detroit Lions? They're currently favored in Carolina, and then they would play the Bears at home, who they will be favored in that game, and then against Green Bay, where if Green Bay is eliminated by that time, you won't see Aaron Rodgers in that game. There's a great chance the Lions win out and end the season at ten and seven. And if they go ten and seven, that's they're in the playoffs. There's not even, not even a question. You're going to the playoffs at ten and seven, and they would play a team like maybe the Minnesota Vikings in the first round. That could be a divisional matchup in the first round. A team they know, a team they're not afraid of. Watch out for those Detroit football lions. It's exciting to watch. I love it. Anyway, the Panthers. I guess I should note they're only a game behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Panthers win out, they actually make the playoffs because they would have to beat the Buccaneers. And that's disgusting. So we're going to move on to the matchup of two Blackbirds, the Atlanta Falcons, the Baltimore Ravens. Another very cold game. Uh, Baltimore, 9-5. and five, I think supposed to get Lamar Jackson back. Although I don't think it's going to matter because they're playing the Atlanta Falcons, who I guess, again, I have to say, 5-9 and nine is still in chance for the division. But... uh I don't buy it. The, but the Baltimore Ravens, they uh they were leading the division for a bit and they've uh they've lost that lead. And they are now uh you know needing to win some games and they're sitting at the currently at the 5 seed which would you know if the season were to end today they'd play the Titans which you know I think they're better than the Titans but still you know it's it's not getting easy for them. So the Baltimore Ravens, you know, I, they're still safe I think with the playoffs. I don't think they're going to choke but you know, they uh they gotta do something here. Gotta keep winning. But uh yeah, they their remaining schedule is home against the Falcons, then home against the Steelers, then at the Bengals. So n- not a very easy schedule. I would say definitely mediocre schedule. But uh moving on to the last couple games here on the Saturday slate, we got the Washington Commanders at the 49ers. 
big game for the commanders, but unfortunately you're going to San Francisco. I don't see much faith in that. I think the San Francisco Niners, they're fighting for that two seed also. Uh, I, I don't see a situation where they lose this game. This could also be a first round playoff matchup, but I think the Niners should roll this game easily. I think the commanders, I mean, they got a little, you know, screwed over by the refs in that game against the giants, but, uh, Depends the way you look at it, I suppose. But uh, I think they're in trouble. I think the Gi- I think the Commanders are in a lot of trouble. Actually, I think this is where it starts to possibly downfall. Downfall. I already heard them talking about possibly not even playing Heineke again, like going back to Wentz. So I don't know what their uh, deal is going to be, but I don't see them winning in Santa Clara this weekend. And now here come the the two big games of the week: one twenty five p.m. Pacific time. Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Now, this has been a fun line to watch because this line opened up as Dallas minus one and a half. And there was people out there, the sharp betters, everything like that, that got the information that, hey, Jalen Hurts isn't going to play. So big money started coming in on Dallas. That line went all the way up to like three and a half, five, went up to six and a half. And then all of a sudden today, it comes in that the Eagles coach comes out and says that he hasn't ruled out Jalen Hurts and that Jalen Hurts might still play. And now that line's come back down a little bit. It's sitting around four and a half, five points. But if you're sitting there with an Eagles ticket at plus six and a half and Jalen Hurts starts that game, you got to be feeling pretty good. But, you know, you never know how injured is he. But the 13-1 Eagles need to win one more game to clinch the number one seed. And you've got the Cowboys having a tremendous season, 10-4. and four. It's not going to be enough for the division. So unfortunately, no matter what, the Cowboys are going to have to be on the road in the first round. Not true. Oh, not true. They can still win the division if they win out and Eagles lose out. But Yeah, that's what I'm unlikely. saying. That's why I said unlikely. the Eagles need to win just one more game to win the Well, I'm saying that the Cowboys, one seed. Cowboys could win the division. Yeah, yeah. But if the Eagles win one more game, they win the number one yeah. seed is what I was saying. But yeah, I know you're right. You're definitely right. If the Cowboys do win out and Eagles lose out. But uh, I just don't see that scenario because the Eagles know they just need to win one more game. But uh, I just think it's rough that the Cowboys could go like 12 and five, which I think is a realistic record to end the season and actually and have to be on the road or honestly, even 13 and four. But the Saturday night game, we've got the Vegas Raiders at the Pittsburgh Steelers, both these teams, six and eight. Both these teams are going to be playing in a very cold game. And uh, both these teams are just, Living on a prayer, as Bon Jovi once said. And whoever loses this game, eliminated. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your beliefs are, religious, no matter what. Either of these teams, whatever team loses this game, they're done. And whatever team wins this game is still, as Bon Jovi once said, living on a prayer. So I think this is a big game. It's an elimination game, really. And uh, it's going to be in frigid weather. Uh, which I think favors the Steelers. And I'm, I texted my buddies this today. I'm a Steeler fan. It's known. I've got a couple buddies of mine that are big Raider fans. And I texted them today and said, hey, we got to give the condolences. Franco Harris passed away today. Steeler running back legend. One of the most infamous catches in NFL history. Passed away. You know they're going to do a memorial for him. It's going to be Christmas Eve. It's going to be nighttime. It's going to be cold. Steelers are coming out hot. And I'm telling you right now, Derek Carr isn't ready. I don't care who you are. Derek Carr is not going to be ready for what the Steelers are going to bring on Saturday evening, Christmas Eve, while everybody's getting prepared for Christmas Day. Derek Carr, not ready for what TJ Watt and company is going to bring 
bookmark that, promise that. Pittsburgh minus two and a half, take it to the house. And that uh, concludes the Christmas Eve games. And we only have three Christmas Day games. So we'll go through those really quick. First game, Packers and Dolphins, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Packers need to win this one. Packers do need to win to stay alive. And the sick thing is, if the Packers were to win out, they they might sneak into the playoffs. But the Dolphins, 8-6, and six, they need to keep winning too. So that's going to be a big game. It's in Miami. Miami's currently minus four. I'm excited to see this game because the Packers looked pretty decent Monday night. And it actually looked like for the first time all season that they, they were having a good time out there. Granted, it was against the Rams, which is this next game, 130. Broncos at the Rams. If you have tickets on the, for this game on Christmas Day, maybe sell them and spend You're time with your family lie. because this game is not going to be anything fun. The Broncos are currently favored by two and a half. You got uh, Baker Mayfield versus, what's his name again? I don't even Rippin. know. Rippin. And it's just going to be a disastrous game. Not going to be good. Over-under is only 36 because both these teams can't score to save their lives and Broncos play good defense, but uh, shouldn't be that great of a game. But then we got the Sunday night game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are a whopping 6-8, and eight, which leads their division, going against the Arizona Cardinals, who are in shambles. Kyler Murray's gone now for the year. Cardinals just don't look good. But Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay being fared by 7.5 on the road just seems absurd to me. I know Cardinals have their problems, but that just seems like too much. Well, they, they announced today that uh, Colt McCoy is also hurt and won't start. So Trace McSorley. Yeah, McSorley looked bad. Again, in his last game, I believe. So... That's going to be an ugly game. Sunday night game, like we talked about earlier. By the time that game's, you know, you you can watch the the Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns. That'll be a better game to watch. But uh, Monday, the day after Christmas, the day after Andy's opened all his presents, little does he know he's got one present left, and it's the L.A. Chargers at the Indianapolis Colts. Chargers currently four and a half point favorites. Andy, this is your team, so I'll let you discuss this one. So I think announced today, Nick Foles will start this game. I did see that, yeah. So a little, little worried about that. Um, if the Chargers win this game, I believe they have a 98% chance of making the playoffs because mm-hmm. all the other competitors there are going to play each other. Dolphins, Patriots, yeah. Jets, all finishing against each Steelers, other. Steelers, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, so, stuff like that. So it's going to be, they have if they win this game, get to nine wins, it's it's basically, they're going to they're gonna make it. Um their, their games after that are probably even easier. Rams and uh, Broncos, two really, really shitty teams. Um, so it's they, they do have the, the easiest schedule to finish, which is nice. But it also is my nightmare of if they can't win one goddamn game against the Colts, Broncos, <laughs> and Rams to finish the season, I just might have to be done, right? I just that's, have to just that's a good, give it up. I think that's a good chance. I think the Chargers might fuck around here and end 11-6, and six, Andy. I, they, it's they, a very good chance. At least 10 and, at the very worst, 10-7. and seven. Yeah. I mean, I could see Nick Foles pulling out some magic on Monday night. You never know. I hate playing in Denver. I'm always afraid of it. it just, oh, I didn't realize that was in here. Denver. Is yeah. the Charger game against the Rams a home game? I know it's going to be in L.A. regardless, but is it an I think actual, it is. Is it going to be the a bolt in the middle of the field, or is it going to be a Ram? So. I think so. Okay. Perfect. All righty. Yeah. What's nice about that home game is no one's going to be like, oh, all the Rams fans are going to come into the stadium. It's like, no. Yeah. It's going to be... There's gonna be no fans. There's gonna be just Raider fans. Be neutral fans. Yeah, <laughs> be Raider fans there somehow, like Raider and like fucking Bronco Steeler fans or something like that somehow. But uh, yeah, that's um uh, that'll probably wrap it up for this, right? That'll be uh 
you know, that was our little preview, a little something a little different yeah. this time. We previewed instead of reviewed, I guess you could say. Next, right? next time we will be doing this, we'll be reviewing the big playoff games. So. Yeah, by the yeah, the next time we do this, we'll definitely we'll know basically who's in and who's out. I don't think the playoffs will have started by then, right? By the next I'm time we come the, in, the college football playoff. Oh, college football playoff. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, next time we do this, we'll know. Uh, we'll only be one week left of the NFL, so. And that week is sometimes a garbage week, but with how close a lot of the records are, I think I don't think many teams are going to be sitting a lot of players that week. Yeah, and what's maybe fun the is, Eagles. Uh, and- nothing scheduled. Remember, this is how they do that. Oh, so every team know. plays the that. same time. Except for the Sunday night game, they choose. I always like that they do that because it makes it so people can't lose on purpose. Yeah. Because you you um, look and you realize. It also fucked me last last year. Okay. Because they made the they made the Raiders Chargers be the last game of the season. Oh yeah yeah. Because yeah. was the only game. That's how the Steelers got into the playoffs. I remember that. That was a beautiful thing. It was so funny about that game because I always remember how it was like the only way the Steelers could make the playoffs was if they tied and they could have tied and Derek Carr chose not to make it tie. Or I should say Daniel Carlson. Yeah, well, it, it is what it was. But anyway, that was, uh, I think, does that conclude our sports podcast? A little special sports podcast we gave to you guys here on a Thursday. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Who knows? Maybe Andy and I will surprise you guys again and throw a sports podcast out sometime. It's always fun doing things a little different. But I think this was, a, this was just good timing because it's at that point in the season with the NFL where, you know, the games really matter. You're seeing who has a chance to make the playoffs, who doesn't. But, uh yeah, and we had a couple good breaking stories today, especially in baseball. So happy we were able to get you guys one more sports episode in the 2022 year. And, uh, you know, we appreciate you guys listening and hope you continue to listen to us in the 2023 year. And we'll continue to give you guys all the sports knowledge. And uh, with that said, you guys were listening to episode 303. I'm Tony, and with me we had uh, Off-Road Andy. Yes, goodbye. Yes, thank you guys.